Good morning. Good morning, everybody. God bless you. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Monday, Monday. What do we say? What do we say about Monday, Sage? <laughs> Monday is your day. Hallelujah. That's what we say. Monday, you are victorious. Amen. Because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hallelujah. So Monday is your day. You can be expecting, hallelujah, a breakthrough. You can be expecting a uh, move this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. It's another week to press into Jesus. Another day to get to know him. Amen. Another day to see his glory in your life. And so, you know what? It's a good day. Hallelujah. It's a good day. Today is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. 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 Uh, I miss my friend today, you guys. Mag there you go, Maya. I like that. I like that one. Magnificent Monday. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, it's magnificent because Jesus is in it. Amen. It's magnificent because we get to be with Jesus. Amen. So that's a good thing. Good morning, Melissa. God bless you and Eddie. Good to see you guys. This this beautiful, what's today? The 8th. This beautiful Monday morning, November 8th. I cannot believe we're already in November, you guys. That is so crazy to me. Amen, Kayla. I like that one. I like these things that you guys are coming up with. Make a difference Monday. That's pretty good. Good morning, David. <laughs> Melissa, mwah, mwah, mwah. I can't believe we're already in November. It's kind of freaking me out just a little bit. But you know what? It's my birthday month, and I'm kind of, um, I, I can't say that I'm excited about getting older, but I'm excited because, you know what? I'm just excited for what the Lord is doing. Victory Monday, that's right. Victory Monday, Victory Tuesday, Victory Wednesday, Victory Thursday, and Victory Friday. That is what this week is. Amen. You get victory every day because Christ leads us in triumphant victory in all that we do. Hallelujah. According to his word, greater is he on the inside of us than he who is in the world. Amen. Hallelujah. Ah, thank you, Melissa. Make a, make a, <laughs> Tony, you're so crazy. Make a McRib Sunday. You know, I gotta say, Tony, McRibs are a little bit overrated. I don't know. So listen, you guys, today, as you are jumping on, make sure that you share the broadcast. Of course, um, my friend, where's my friend? My friend is not going to be on the broadcast with me today. But he actually is um, in the other room listening, so don't worry. He's he's on the other side. I don't know how come he's not responding. Hey, friend, are you over there? Nope, crickets. <laughs> Today, though, you guys, I am going to um, actually, I'm going to talk about giving, and we really are going to talk about giving today. <laughs> if you are on Friday's broadcast. That was nuts. Oh, he's saying hello on the broadcast. Friend, I like your voice. He just laughs. <laughs> I like hearing your voice, friend. So, 
So Friday was nuts. Oh no, not, oh no, Alex, not the giving. <laughs> uh, you know, that's actually a lot of people's attitude, but listen, give, yeah, oh no, not the giving. I don't know if you're saying that because that's people's attitudes a lot in church, or if that's because Friday, when I talked about it, it went a little nuts. Friday, I don't even know what happened towards, I gave a testimony is what happened. And towards the end of the broadcast, totally got Holy Ghost smacked, like just out of nowhere, got whacked. Like, like it was, <laughs> Alex, no, I know, I know it. If you talk about and say, hey, next weekend, we're going to have Giving Sunday. People don't come to church that day. Alex, don't call in sick. <laughs> but I got a Holy Ghost whacked, man. It was I could not stop laughing, and it was a hot mess. I kept trying to get Sage to shut the broadcast off, but he just wasn't going to do it. So here we are. We're going to try again. Amen. <laughs> the more you give, the more you receive. Amen. You've, the more you sow, the more you reap. Amen. Come on, Alex says. Good morning, Paula. Um, talk about money and everybody starts acting funny. That's right. That's right, Alex. <laughs> Good morning, Frank. God bless you, my brother. We bless you. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So this morning, grab your coffee. Amen. My poor little coffee cup is seeing better days, but it says... Taste and see that the Lord is good. Uh, amen. Taste and see that this coffee is good because it is very good this morning. Thanks to my husband. Grab your coffee. Grab your Bible, you guys. Really quickly. I, I Before we get into the word, though, I want to share a couple things. So um, last night was the first night of healing school. Was awesome, you guys. Amen. So listen, tonight, you still have tonight, you still have tomorrow. Um, <laughs> that's right, Sylvania. Um, and so make sure that you get there. If you are anywhere in the volcano area, make sure that you guys get to healing school tonight. Start at 6 p.m. Amen. Make sure you get there tonight. Make sure you get there tomorrow. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, because listen, the Lord is going to heal you. Hallelujah. Good morning, Rodney. And um, so really quickly, just a quick testimony. I was like just in tears. I was sharing this with my husband um, as it happened. So Sunday, Sunday ended up going to Oahu. Had to take care of a couple things with my daughter and been praying for an opportunity to minister to her. And I really felt like this was an opportunity, except I felt conflicted because I knew that we had healing school and I knew healing school was starting um, Sunday night. And I was like, man, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it, but I guess I'm going to have to miss it like the first night. I don't know what I'm going to do. So got a ticket, ended up going out, um, ended up deciding, you know, like, okay, I needed to come back Sunday well, I had the opportunity to spend with her the full day Sunday. I was able to minister to her, you guys. So the whole my whole point was like, man, I want to I want to get this girl saved. Amen. 
And um, so by the time I left, she dropped me off at the airport, you guys. I, I, I was able to pray with her, pray over her. And I was able to lead her, amen, in the salvation prayer, you guys. I was able to lead her to the Lord. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the last time I prayed that prayer with her, she was eight. But if I would have done that any other time, she would not have done it. She would not have done it. So that, you guys, is a huge win. That is a huge testimony. So I want to encourage you with this. Uh, you know, my... If you have kids, if you have um, family members that you're believing God for, sometimes we're praying for God to bring somebody across their path. And sometimes God wants to use us. I want to encourage you. If the Lord gives you opportunity to minister to family members or children that are lost, you know, love them. Follow the leading of the Holy Ghost and take advantage of it. Be bold. Be bold. Because sometimes with family members, you know, it's easy to be bold out on the street. But sometimes with family members, amen, it's hard to minister to our own family members. We get embarrassed or we tend to hold back. I want to encourage you. Be bold. Amen. Be bold and share the good news with your family members. Let them know you love them. Amen. And watch what God will do when you step out in boldness, amen, and in love, hallelujah. Just like he did with my daughter, you guys, I was in tears. I was like actually trying to hold back tears and, and getting super choked up in the middle of praying with her because it was something so precious and something I've been praying for for years, amen. God is faithful, hallelujah, he's faithful. Man, we serve a good God, hallelujah. Whoo, we serve a good God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. My gosh. Hallelujah. Good morning, Jane. I feel like I'm saying hallelujah a lot. That's okay. I'm just excited. I'm excited about the Lord. I'm excited about, about the word. I'm excited for what he's doing in our lives. Amen. So let's get into the word, you guys. Today, we are talking about giving. If you're just jumping on and you're like, why are we doing giving again? <laughs> Because if you watched Friday's broadcast, it was nuts. And I wanted to get it right. The Holy Ghost came in and, and just, just, just wrecked me on the broadcast. And that's okay. He has permission to do that. But I wanted to lay out some things. So we're really going to get into the Word this morning. So grab your Bible, grab your coffee, and let's start at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Amen. Chapter eight. And if somebody can punch that in the com the comments, that would be good. I'm broke, so it's <laughs> you're something else, Mister Alex. <laughs> you're hilarious. Well, guess what, Alex? The amazing thing is we can pray because the Bible says He provides, God provides seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So we can pray for seed, my brother, <laughs> and God will give you seed. Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, that's good stuff. So if somebody can punch that in the comments, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, um, starting in verse 1. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. All right. <laughs> so I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And I'm actually going to start from verse 1, okay? So <laughs> I want... Man, you get you you getting me. Thank you, Juanita. Good morning, my sister. All right, so first one. Now I want you to know, dear brothers and sisters, what God in his kindness has done 
through the churches in Macedonia. They are being tested by many troubles and they are also very poor, but they are filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. Verse three, for I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more, far more. And they did it of their own free will. Okay, so bear with me. We're going to get into some word this morning. Amen. Verse four, they baked us again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. So this is the church in Macedonia. Okay. And Paul's talking to them and he's, he's actually exhorting them for their giving because they gave not only out of their means, they gave out of their lack. They gave out of, uh, over what they had. And so Paul was exhorting them and encouraging them. And so I wanted to point out a couple of things in, um, in second Corinthians chapter eight, and we're going to kind of touch on verse nine a little bit. But the first thing that you're going to see, you guys, is giving is a ministry. When we talk about giving, giving is a ministry according to the word. And throughout 2 Corinthians and a couple of times in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and a couple of times in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, amen, it says that giving is a ministry. So there is a ministry of giving. And as believers, we all should be giving any anyways, because guess what? Because we're sons and daughters of the Most High. Amen. We take after our Father, who's, you know, who was a giver, who was an extravagant giver, who gave heaven's best. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave. Amen. So we take after our Father and we are givers as well. Hallelujah. We're, we're not stingy. Amen. We don't have a poverty mentality thinking that God's not big enough to provide for us. We know our God is big enough. We know he's big enough to provide for us. Amen. Good morning, my sister, Lorianne. Long time no see. Love you. Good to see you this morning or good to see your words on the screen this morning. So, you know, we take after our father for God so loved the world he gave and he gave his best. We in the same manner do do likewise right so verse 5 they they did and if you're just jumping on second corinthians chapter 8 verse 5 they even did more than we hoped for for their first action was to give themselves to the lord to us just as god wanted them to verse 6 so we have urged titus who encouraged your giving in the first place to return to you and encourage you to finish this ministry of giving so there you go. It says it right there to, to finish this ministry of giving. So giving is a ministry. Amen. Giving is a ministry. Finish this ministry of giving. Since you excel in so many ways in your faith, your gifted speakers, your knowledge, your enthusiasm, and your love from us, I want you to excel also in this gracious act of giving. See, Paul was telling them, good morning, Lehua, good morning, David, Rowena, good morning, you guys. Hallelujah. Absolutely, Lehua. 
Father, I thank you, Lord, over Jayshon, Father. I thank you for for a touching his little body, Father. I thank you, Lord, as he goes into surgery tomorrow, Lord. I pray for your peace and your presence over him, over his family, God. I thank you for giving the doctors wisdom. I thank you for guiding the hands of the surgeon. I thank you for everything going well, God. And I, Lord, I pray, Lord, but I pray, I think I like I love seeing you heal, Lord. So I thank you. Whatever needs to be healed, Father, that you that you heal it. That he wouldn't even have to go in for surgery. That they go in and say, "Why are we doing surgery? This kid don't need surgery." Lord, I thank you, Father, for touching Jay Sean's body. I thank you for your peace over the family, and I thank you for your angelic host going ahead of him in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen to this, you guys. Second Corinthians verse eight, chapter seven. I'm going to do a little teaching. I'm going to do some preaching. Amen. Paul was, was telling the Macedonian church. He's like, listen, you guys excel in many ways. You guys are excelling in your faith. You're excelling in your gifted speakers. You're excelling in your knowledge. You're excelling in your enthusiasm and your love from us you're excelling in all these things these things and you're doing great amen good morning gilbert and desiree you're doing great and you're excelling in all these things but i want you to also excel in this gracious act of giving so he's like hey listen you're doing great in all these areas but i want you to also excel in the ministry of giving i want you to excel in the act of giving amen like encouraging them don't forget the giving don't forget amen so, good morning, Hazel. Hallelujah. God bless you, sister. So, amen. So, listen. That's the, he, He's encouraging them in that. And then verse 8 says this. I'm not commanding you to do this, but I'm testing how genuine your love is by comparing it with the eagerness of other churches. Wow. That is intense. That is intense. So, Paul was encouraging the Macedonian church to give, to be givers, exhorting them to get their giving level to match everything else that they were excelling in. And he tells them, listen, I'm not commanding this. This is not a command. And giving, listen, giving is, 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 giving should be out of a love relationship. Out of all of last week, everything we were talking about, we continue to point that all of that is tied to the heart. All of that is tied, exposes what's in the heart, but it's also tied to the heart. Amen. We should give out of a place of love relationship. We should give out of a place of obedience when the Holy Ghost asks us to do that. Amen. All of that with the exception of the tithe because the tithe is required. You can't just give that when you feel like that. That is required. Amen. So he was exhorting them and then he was telling them, listen, you want to test the genuineness of your love? I'm going to test it through giving. How interesting is it that, that Paul used the giving to test the genuineness of their love? It wasn't how much they, um, you know, how much they ministered or how much they, they, you know, spoke, uh, the gospel or kind words. It was through giving. So he was testing the, the genuineness of their love with the giving. So, you know, it's the same thing with the Lord. Amen. He tests the genuineness of our love with the giving, you guys. Are we going to give out a love relationship? Are we going to be obedient when he asks us to give? Amen. Are we willing to give everything? And, you know, good morning, Rachel. 
You know, even with me, I remember when the Lord was working on this with me, amen, that, you know what, uh, I remember him asking me to give certain things. And there was times, you know what, it was hard for me to give. And I'd be like, Lord, Lord, this is hard, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So he was testing my heart to see where I was at in the beginning of my walk. If I was going to be obedient to give, if I was going to give joyfully, if it was my joy to give, because it's easy to give when you're in church under the anointing. It's easy to give when you're under the anointing. Amen. But what about when he's prompting you at your home or if he's speaking you to you in the night hour or, you know, telling you, I want you to give here. I want you to sow there. I want you to call this person and sow into their life or whatever the case is. And you're like, man, Lord, I don't know. Is that you? Is that you, Jesus? Well, listen, it probably is the Lord, because I'm going to tell you this. The devil ain't going to tell you to give. He's not going to wake you up in the middle of the night and tell you to give to somebody. Amen? He's not going to prompt you to give somewhere. So it's probably the Lord, and you probably should be obedient. Amen? <laughs> so he was testing the genuineness of, the of their love. This is Paul to the Macedonian church through their giving. Verse 9. Uh, we're getting into some word. Come on. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, right? We told, we said this. Jesus was rich. He wasn't no beggar. Amen. And he broke the back of poverty that we could live. Amen. In richness. So though he was rich yet for your sakes, he became poor so that by his poverty, he could make you rich. Listen, I broke down that word in the Greek, in the concordance, and I'm going to tell you, rich means rich. And you can go back and check the um, yeah, last week's broadcast because we also talked about that rich means rich, amen? And it means in material wealth and in spirit. It's both. It's not just, just oh, rich in the presence of the Lord like some people want to say. It's both, Amen. So verse 10, come on, this is good stuff, you guys, come on. Here is my advice. It would be good for you to finish what you started a year ago. So this is what Paul is telling the church. Last year, you were the first who wanted to give, and you were the first to begin doing it. Now you should finish what you started. Let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched by your giving. Amen. Give in proportion to what you have. And whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly, right? If you give it eagerly, if you give it joyfully and give according to what you have and not what you don't have. And then, of course, he says this in verse, th in verse 13. He says, of course, I don't mean your giving should make life easy for others and hard for yourselves. So this is what he's saying. He's saying, give in accordance to what you have. Don't over, like, don't just give everything you have and make somebody else's life a little bit easier. And meanwhile, you're struggling and you're putting yourself in a hurt box because you gave way more. Amen. Give in a proportion to what you have. Amen. So verse 14, he says, Right now, listen, I'm going to tell you this. That's why it's so important to be obedient to the Holy Ghost. Amen. And not only that, it's not just be obedient to the Holy Ghost. There's plenty of times that I gave just because I love. Amen. Just be, man, Lord, I love you. I love you. I want to come before you. You know, the Bible actually says, don't become before the king without an offering. Amen. 
And so I kept that in the back of my mind. I'm like, okay, Lord, I don't want to come before you without anything. I don't want to come empty handed, Jesus. I want to give. So, you know, so I come and I give. Sometimes the Holy Ghost is not telling me anything. He's not telling me, you know, give this amount, you know, right now. I'm just, I just want to give because I love Jesus. Because I want to show him that I appreciate his provision in my life. That I appreciate his goodness in my life. That I appreciate what he's done in my life. Hallelujah. And what he set me free from. Amen. So, you know, you don't always have to wait specifically for the Holy Ghost to tell you something. But when he does, be obedient. Verse 14, right now you have plenty. So this is now Paul saying, listen, you guys have more than enough. I know that you guys have more than enough. So right now that you have enough in your abundance, give, right? So right now, this is verse 14, you have plenty and can help those who are in need. Later, they will have plenty and can share with you when you need it. In this way, things will be equal. As the scripture says, those who gathered a lot had nothing left over and those who gathered only had uh, had enough or, or excuse me only had a little and those who gathered only had a little had enough <clears throat> only a little had enough thank you lord got it out so listen that's right david come on that's exactly right when you give out, out of obedience that's because the lord amen that is because the Lord has a harvest in mind for you. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So, okay. So I want to, I want to read this along with the scripture that I just gave you. And it's, this is the, the little breakdown from the passion translation. It says this, a willing, cheerful offering is more important than the amount Okay, so when we're, we're talking about giving, right? A willing, cheerful offering is more important than the amount. Okay, listen, and that's true. I want to say this. <clears throat> Most people have issues. Amen. Amen, Alex. Most people have issues with, 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 give, with uh, Kenneth Copeland. But you know what? He's a man of God. I love him. He gives, amen, and because he is a extravagant giver, you guys, he has much. People only see the much that he has, and they have issues with the much that he has, but little do they know that he is an extravagant giver, amen. He gives, and he sows tremendously. He sowed for years and years into our lives, into our prison ministry. He would send cases and cases of free boxes to us, to give out in the prisons and other material to give out in our street ministries. You know, he's given, he's given jets and planes to other ministries. So he's an extravagant giver. And I've heard this story from, um, from Kenneth Copeland. And, um, he said this, he said, you know, that there was a time where he didn't have anything to give. He had nothing. He didn't have really the financial means or anything. And he remembers going to a church and then passing around the offering bucket. <clears throat> and he was telling the Lord, Lord, I have no money. I don't have anything to give. But he was so eager to give and wanted to give so much to the Lord that he pulled a brass button off of his 
suit jacket and put it in the offering bucket because that was all he had to give. Amen. And that's what I'm talking about. I'm having, I'm talking about having that kind of heart for the Lord. That Lord, you're just like, I, I, I just gotta give. I just gotta give you something because I love you. Amen. I just gotta give because that's my heart. I just gotta give. Amen. Having that heart. So, the first thing, again, I want to say this, a willing and cheerful offering is more important than the amount. Two, financial commitments of giving are to be taken seriously. Listen, when you make an oath financially, that's you, you take it with reverence. Amen. You take it with reverence and you take it seriously. Verse three. I love that testimony too, Candy. It's a good testimony. Amen. Verse three, or excuse me, verse three. Point three. We are to share our substance with those in need, right? The Bible says that, especially concerning the poor. He says, if you have, the Lord says, if you have it within your means to give, then give it. Don't withhold from those who, who ask, amen, or those who are in need. Because the time may come when we need their gifts, right? Uh, point four, our giving reflects our devotion to Christ. Your giving reflects your devotion to Christ. That's right, Sylvania. You're absolutely right. So listen, when we give, it should be a representation of our heart towards God when we give. Amen. It should be in proportion and in a representation of our heart towards the Lord. Verb point five, we are to give what we are able and not stress about what we can give. So remember, I said give in proportion to what you have. Amen. Give in proportion to what you have. That doesn't mean put yourself in a hurt box. Amen. To where you're just like, man, no, I can't pay my bills. No, give in proportion to what you have and give and be obedient to the Holy Ghost. Amen. But listen, I also, here, here's my, here's the little, here's my little, um, interjection with that also if you have the faith to give extravagantly then do it do it if you have the faith to give like above your means which actually it talks about that in first chronicles i believe chapter 29 when david was preparing to build the temple he gave he not only had he already prepared a certain amount to give it says that he gave everything of his own personal treasury amen he gave far above his means so if you have the faith to do that then i say amen amen so we are to give what we are able and not stress about what we can't give we are to give in proportion to our income hallelujah thank you so just to kind of go over what, what I just read really quickly, that second Corinthians chapter eight, we read from verse one all the way to 15. I wanted to point out a couple of things. If you're just jumping on giving is a ministry. Okay. So giving is a ministry in verse six, Paul talked about giving as a ministry. You know, he was encouraging the church to not only excel in their faith and in their preaching, but in the grace of giving. Amen. So just as he was exhorting the Macedonian church, you guys, that's the same for us. Yes, we excel in our faith. We excel in the in, uh, in, in a preaching. We excel in everything, but we should not forget or neglect. Amen. The, the ministry of giving. And then the next point that I wanted to touch on really quick, this is just recapping really quick, is that he it, giving is a test of your genuine love. Okay, so 
Paul tested the Macedonian church. He was telling them that the giving was a test of your, of the genuineness of their love. Amen. So verse 11, give in proportion to what you have. That's the next point. Giving is a ministry. That's right, Juanita. And we all should be excelling in that ministry. Amen. In the ministry of giving. So now I want to jump ahead to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So bear with me, you guys. We're going through um, we're going through a lot of fun stuff right now. Amen. It's important that we go through this in the word. I wanted to touch on these things in giving. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start in verse 1 really quick because I want to point this out. Four times in Ver, chapter 8 and chapter 9, it talks about ministry being a, or excuse me, giving being a ministry. So verse 1 in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. I really don't need to write you, Paul said, about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem. For now, how eager are you to help that I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you in Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, if it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believer, believers to begin with. So now Paul is talking to the church in Greece and telling them, hey, listen, I was t talking about how eager you guys were to give to the Macedonian church. You guys initially were the one who stirred them up to give, amen, and to give in abundance. So now he's coming back to them and reminding them, hey, you guys were the ones, amen, who were eager to give to begin with. So now he's talking to the church in Greece. And then he said, but I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I've been telling them, and that your money is all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. Verse 4, we would be embarrassed not to mention your own embarrassment if some Macedonian believers came with me and I found that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So what is it? what were they not ready for? If they weren't ready to give, amen? So verse 5, so, so I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure that the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly, right? We talked about being a cheerful giver. Verse six, remember this, this is important. This is, this is going into my next couple points, amen? Verse six, remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but one who plants generously will get a generous crop. See, listen to this. He's encouraging the church in, Crete, in Greece. He's like, listen, if you sow, amen, if you sow, generously, you're going to reap a generous harvest. And I'm telling you guys, whatever you're reaping today is an indicator of what you, of your harvest from or of your, what you sowed yesterday. Whatever you are reaping today is an indicator of what you sowed yesterday. If you're not reaping a whole lot, then you need to examine your sowing and your giving. Amen. Not only into ministry, not only into, uh, uh, you know, into others, but into the poor. I mean, there's all kinds of areas that you need to examine. Hallelujah. Where you're sowing. Amen, David. Amen. That's awesome, my friend. That's why you're blessed. So listen, you know, and I want to say this, every seed produces after its kind. The first thing is God does provide a seed. Somebody asked me last week, good morning, Patsy. Somebody asked me last week, they're like, what happens if you don't have any income? You know, if you don't have income, well, listen, 
The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10, and we'll get there, but it says that God provides seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Amen. So God will provide seed for you to sow. All you got to do is ask him, amen, for that seed, and he will provide the seed for you to sow. Hallelujah. He will always provide seed for you to sow that you would always be able to reap a harvest. Amen. So God provides seed to the sower. Every seed produces after its kind. In fact, Galatians chapter 6 verse 5. And uh, let's go there really quick. Galatians chapter 6 verse 5. Hold your spot in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're getting into some word. It's important that you guys see this through the word of God. Amen. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says this. Do not be deceived. Amen. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Come on, that right there, there's a principle of sowing and reaping. Whatever, now now in this particular context, yeah, it's saying he's saying God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. But if you go back one verse, it also says this. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches, Right? Share in all good things with him who, who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Amen. So it's talking about sharing in all good things. The one who teaches the word, share in all good things with him who teaches. You sow, you reap what you sow, you guys. You are going to reap what you sow. So whatever kind of seed you sow is what you're going to reap. If you're sowing little, we just read that in second Corinthians chapter eight. If you sow little, you're going to get little harvest. Amen. If you're a generous giver, come on. The word of God says that you will reap a generous crop. Verse six. I'm going to read that again. Remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop. Amen. Amen. Jesus point to the old lady who gave. That's right, Alex. Come on. That she gave the most because she gave in her lack. Hallelujah. That's a good story. The widow's might. That, and thank you for posting that. We may go there. So you sow what you're going to reap what you sow. And today's harvest is an ind indicator of yesterday's seed that you planted. Amen. So God provides seed to the sower. And that's 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 10. We'll get there. Every And every seed produces after its kind. That's Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. And, and if you sow generously, you reap a generous harvest. Amen. That we just read that. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. So verse 7. So listen. Listen to this. You must each decide in your own heart. Okay, this is key. You must, e you must each decide in your own heart how much to give and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. Hallelujah. God loves a person to get who gives cheerfully. You know, we went over that last week. It says, don't give, uh, I like how the new King James actually, um, reads. And so I'm going to go to the new King James just really quick. So it says this, so let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly, right? Or out of necessity, 
for God loves a cheerful giver. So we don't give out of pressure. We don't give grudgingly. We don't give out of necessity being like, man, God, you know, I got to, I, I, I need, you know, I need this bill paid. But listen, you can do that. If you attach your faith to it, listen, it, I, I, I'm not going to discount faith because I've done that in my own life. And when you attach faith to your seed, listen, God responds to faith. Amen. Because faith is a law. God responds to faith. But what I'm saying is sometimes people give, they either give just out of, out of religious tradition. They give out of just like, not even out. It's almost like a robotical response. They just give and they just kind of like, eh, here you go. Eh, here you go. Or, you know, they don't give any thought to it or they're not cheerful out of it. They're like, oh, I don't really want to give this, but okay, I'll give it. You know, then don't even give. If that's your heart, don't even give. Amen. Good morning, Michelle. Good to see you. Long time no see. Don't even give because according to the word that we just read, God loves a cheerful giver. Hallelujah. Verse 8 in chapter Second uh, Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. And God will generously... Come on, listen to this. And God will generously provide all you need. Come on, somebody. Type all in the comments. Type all you need. All you need in the comments. What's all? Sage, what's all? All, all is all. All in the Greek means all. Amen. Hallelujah. So God will generously... Because he's a generous God. Amen. He's a God of abundance. He's a God of extravagance. He's a God of exceedingly abundantly above. Hallelujah. Anything we can think, ask for, or imagine. Amen. <laughs> Whoo. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always, come on somebody, always have everything. Listen to this. Listen to this. My goodness. Come on. These are all, listen, first of all, we got generously. He'll generously provide. And then it says all he'll generously, not only will he provide all your needs, but he's going to provide them generously. And then he, listen, you will always, you will always have everything. My gosh, you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. My gosh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And verse nine, and as the scripture says, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Amen. Come on. That's right, Juanita. That's right, Kayla. That's right, David. Okay, this is verse 10. This is what I kept referencing earlier. Come on, we're getting into some word today, amen. This is all the word. I'm, I've been reading you guys mostly just scripture, amen. For God, this is verse 10. For God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Amen. He will produce a great harvest of generosity in you. My goodness. And then just really quickly in verse 12, it also says, you know, uh, um, I'm going to pause right there before I get into that. 
Come on. He will produce a great harvest in you, you guys. He will provide everything that you need. Come on. This is, again, everything is connected to the heart. It's the heart, your heart to give. How do you break a poverty mentality? How do you break a mentality of lack and oh, and never having enough? It's through giving. It's through connecting your heart to giving, but be connecting your heart to God through giving. Let me clarify. Listen, when you have your heart connected to God, amen, you automatically want to give, amen. You know, Sage often says, and, and you know, even for me, uh, when when I first was pressing into the Lord, I always wanted to give. I was always wanting to help. Even, you know, even since I was little, I was always wanting to give. I was always wanting to help. You know, even if somebody gave me, you know, Christmas money, I used that money on, to buy gifts for other people. I didn't want to get because I wanted to give. Amen. God created us to be givers. Amen. He, God so loved the world that he gave. He gave Jesus. He gave heaven's best. He gave the gem of heaven, the jewel of heaven, the pearl of great price for us. Amen. Our hearts should be the same back to him because listen, it's your giving goes to God. It's saying, God, as I give, I recognize Lord that I'm giving to you, that you created all things, Jesus. And I'm simply Lord giving back what's already yours. And telling you, Jesus, I love you through my giving. Telling you, Lord, I desire to see your kingdom expanded through my giving. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, Jesus, that, Lord, I so appreciate, hallelujah, everything that you've done in my life, God, and what you provided <laughs> for me, Jesus, that I want to give my best. Hallelujah. Come on. That's our heart. Our heart should be for God in giving. Amen. Our heart should be to give and to give our best, not grudgingly, not out of pressure, but out of love relationship to Jesus. You know, I'm talking about the giving, you guys, and I'm talking about the heart of giving. Do you know when we talk about giving being a ministry, you know, you're actually worshiping Jesus through your giving. It's actually a worship in your, you know, through your giving. It's your, you worshiping God through your giving. You know, look at, uh, uh, look at David. In fact, I'm going to go there. Look at David through his giving. Amen. Who? Cool. Thank you, Sage Thur. Thank you, my friend. So listen, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and, and jump into First Chronicles chapter 29. And I want to say this. Listen, this was David's heart. I wasn't gonna go here today, but we're just gonna go here. So uh, David's heart for God, man, you know, we all know the story of David and, and he was called a friend of God. He was a man after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Come on. We should be men and women of God after God's own heart. Just the same as David. Listen to this. First Chronicles chapter 29. I'm going to start in verse three and it says this. We know that David could not build the temple because he had too much bloodshed on his hands. So he already had everything planned out, the plans for the temple, the preparations and the gold and the onyx and all the jewels and everything. And so we know Solomon was going to build the temple. Amen. And so he says this in verse three, 
And now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all of my own private treasure. So he had already made provisions and preparations. This, and then he says, you know what? I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to verse two. It says this. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for the building of the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, and bronze, and iron, and wood, as well as great quantities of onyx and other precious stones and costly jewels and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all of my own private treasure of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. Oh man. Oof. I wasn't hit. Oh, that way that hit me out of nowhere. <laughs> Verse four, I'm donating more than, well, listen to this, you guys, more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and 262 tons of refined silver, amen, to be used for overlaying the walls of the building and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen and then who will follow my example listen this is david he said and then who's going to follow my example and give offerings to the lord today that was a 10 billion dollar hallelujah that was a 10 sage just said that is a 10 billion dollar offering in today's money and listen to this i'm going to jump down to verse 12 listen to this Wealth and honor, this is what David was saying. He was saying to the Lord, wealth and honor come from you alone. For you rule over everything, hallelujah. Power and might are in your hand, hallelujah. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. <laughs> But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what you first gave us. See, this is what David was saying to God. Everything we have, who am I, God, that you're going to bless me with such tremendous wealth, God? Who am I? See, why did God bless David? Why did God bless Solomon? Because of covenant, because David loved God with his whole heart, because he was a man after God's whole heart. So God knew he could trust him with the, with the earthly riches. Amen. And he blessed him. And cause look at this. He, look at how much David gave. Look at, I just read to you everything he gave. He gave out of all of his private treasury. That's including the kingdom wealth, right? The wealth of the, of the, um, the kingdom's treasury or the, the, the nations, the country's treasury. And then he gave out of his private treasury. And then he goes on to say, but who am I God that, that, and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Hallelujah. God bless you, Sylvania. 
Everything we have has come from you. And we give you only what you first gave us, God. I'm only giving you back what you gave me as a, as a sign of my gratitude, Jesus. As a sign of my thank you, Father. Because you are so good. Hallelujah. In verse 15, he says, we are, we are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers in this land, as our ancestors were before us. Our days are on earth like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. Verse 16, he says this, O Lord our God, even this material, right, even the earthly things, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honor your holy name, comes from you <laughs> everything we have comes from god <laughs> this is what he was this is what he was telling god oh god even this material we have gathered to build the temple to honor your holy name comes from you it all belongs to you verse 17 I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. That's why he trusted David with the earthly riches, because there was integrity in his heart, because he knew he wasn't going to squander it, that he wasn't going to sin, amen, that he wasn't going to use it to spend on himself just to for his own pleasure, but he was going to use his earthly wealth, amen, to honor God, to bless God, hallelujah. It says, and then he says this, you know, I have done all of this with good motives. See, you know, I have done all of this with good motives and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. So listen to this again. I know my God that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. Come on, and you know that I have done all of this with good motives, and I've watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. Whew, my God, that is powerful. I wasn't even planning on going there, you guys, but my gosh, my gosh, hallelujah, come on, that's a good spot to praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Everything that we are, everything that we have, Lord, belongs to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So listen, you guys. Couple more points. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to wrap it up with these points. So stay with me. I know there's 11 of you. Stay with me. Okay. Stay with me. Share the broadcast. So listen, these are three points that giving does. Okay. So three points of giving. These are, or excuse me, four things I have written down four. <laughs> I guess it helps to know how to count. Amen. So four things that giving does. As we just read, it has to do with the heart. Amen. It's all the heart, man. That, and, and that laid it out beautifully in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 29. They, may we have a heart for God. May we have a heart to give. Let me tell you what your giving does. Let's go to Proverbs verse 11. 
Let me tell you what, what giving does as a giver. Amen. And because I want to encourage you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, David, it's so good. I encourage you guys to be givers. Amen. And be joyful givers. Hallelujah. So uh, Proverbs verse 11. Or, uh, yeah, ver uh, no, sorry. Chapter 11 verse 25 says this. It helps for me to go to the right Proverbs. I was in chapter 25 instead of chapter 11. Okay, so the generous person will prosper and those who refresh others will be refreshed. So listen, the first thing that giving does, hallelujah, is it causes you to prosper. A generous person prospers. And not only do they prosper, they will be refreshed. These are four things that giving does when you give. Amen. Come on. God blesses you. Amen. When you bless God, when you are a generous giver. And we read that in 2 Corinthians. Amen. Chapter 9, verse 10. So listen. God causes you to prosper when you give and when you prosper, you will be refreshed. Amen. So that's the first thing is that giving a generous person when you're generous. Amen. You will prosper and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Hallelujah. That's the first point. Amen. Hallelujah. The second point, and this comes from Proverbs 18. So let's go to Proverbs 18 and this one's good. Come on, that last one is good. This is good. We're gonna wrap it up with these short points, and then I'm gonna bless you guys, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go go about our day and go and bless others. Amen. So Proverbs chapter 18, verse 16 says this: Giving a gift can open doors. Listen to this. When you're a giver, come on. When you give gifts, amen. When you decide and purpose in your heart, you're gonna be a giver. Giving a gift can open doors and give you access to important people. So that is the second point. Giving opens the way into the presence of important, important people or into the presence of greatness, another translation says. Giving opens the way into the presence of greatness. Come on. When you give, listen. It opens the way into greatness. It grants you favor. Amen. When you give to others, when you sow into others, come on, you want to give uh, uh, something that causes people to remember you by. Amen. That when they think of you, they're like, oh Lord, bless them. Father, I thank you for so-and-so. I thank you, Father, for increasing them. Lord, I thank you for prospering them. Come on. You want to be a giver. You want to give gifts that cause others to remember you by. Amen. Giving opens the way into the presence of greatness or into the presence of important people. Amen. So that's the second point that giving does. These are four things that giving does. For, uh, point three, giving causes the receiver to give God thanks and glory. Come on, that's 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Hallelujah. Quote, I'm going back there. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 13. And I'm actually going to read this from the Passion Translation. And it says this. For as you extremely 
generous for as your extremely generous offering meets the approval of those in Jerusalem, it will cause them to give glory to God all because of your loyal support and allegiance to the gospel of Christ. So listen, giving causes the receiver to give God thanks and glory. Amen. You will give the receiver to cause glory to God. Amen. As well as cause thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 15. This is the last, verse 15, this is the last gift. Well, excuse me, verse 14. Your gift will, will cause you to be remembered in the prayers of the receiver. Your gift will cause you to be remembered in the prayers of the receiver. Hallelujah. Verse 14, because of this extraordinary grace, which God has lavished on you, they will affectionately remember you in their prayers that's 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verse 14 because of this extraordinary grace amen which God has lavished on you the grace of giving the ministry of giving they will affectionately remember you in their prayers hallelujah amen that's right Brian so come on those are four points of that giving does the four things that giving does amen when you decide that you're gonna be a giver hallelujah god will cause you to prosper amen and you will be refreshed that's the first point when you decide you're gonna be a giver god opens the way through your gift into the presence of greatness or the impre the presence of important people hallelujah Point three, when you decide you're going to be a giver, God causes the receiver to give God thanks and glory for you, for, for what you've blessed them with, for what you've sowed into them. Point four, when you decide you're going to be a giver, your gift will cause you to be remembered in the prayers of the receiver. Hallelujah. Amen. So listen, everything that this comes down to, you guys comes down to motives of the heart. It comes down to, you know, the condition of our heart, just like we read, you know, with, uh, in second, excuse me, first Chronicles chapter 29 with David saying, you found integrity in my heart, God, you found integrity in my heart, Jesus. That's why God trusted him because he had integrity because he knew he could trust him with the earthly wealth. Amen. And so I want to encourage you guys in, in this, you know, when you give, you, you give out of obedience, you give out of love, you give out of relationship, you give by faith, amen, and watch and see what the Lord will do. You know, for Sage and I, we don't want, we want to be givers, man. We want to give extravagantly and we've purposed in our heart that you know what, that we're going to increase and we're going to be obedient to sow as the Lord prompts us, but we're also going to give because we love the Lord, because we want to give, amen, because we desire to bless others. So you know what, and I, and I believe that we are going to be funders in this end time harvest we've already purposed in our heart we will be funders amen we've broken poverty off of our lives amen and we're going for everything that heaven has for us hallelujah so <clears throat> listen 
this morning, if that's you, if you have purpose in your heart, you know what? I want to fund the gospel. I don't want to just give chum change. I want to be able to bless churches, you know, with new sound systems that are in need or, you know, with a new roof that are in need or maybe even just helping to build a church. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you guys. You know what? As you sow, as you give, amen, connect your faith to your seed. Amen. Expect a harvest. Hallelujah. And you know what? I wanted to um, pray this with you guys. I've prayed this prayer and you know what? It's called, it's a vow of prosperity. And I want to say this before I lead you guys in this prayer that listen, if you, if you are not serious about prospering with the Lord, then please don't read this because you know what? The Lord takes vows very seriously. This is not something that he takes flippantly or that he doesn't, you know, he disregards. Listen, it, this is vows are something that he takes serious. And the Bible says he became poor that we would become rich. Amen. Through his poverty, we might become rich. And so I don't know about you, but I, I'm never going to walk in poverty again. I'm not going to walk in lack. And the Lord told me that. And I shared that last week. He told me, if you live poor, if you walk in poverty, poverty, it's because you choose to. Because you choose to walk in poverty. Because I've given you every means to prosper. I've given you the seed to sow. I've given you, you know, avenues to, to increase through, um, through work, through, through all kinds of, um, opportunities. So, you know, there's no reason why we should be in lack. And he said, listen, I've broken a poverty mentality off of you. And you know, we need to be watching you guys, what we say and how we speak. Quit saying you can't afford things. That's poverty. The Bible says that in, in Haggai, nope, Hosea, <laughs> I'm like, Wait, hold on, Lord. Help me out here. We'll say that all the sil silver belongs to the Lord. The Lord says all the gold is mine. All the silver is mine. Our God is not poor. He's a rich God. Amen. He's a God of extravagance. He's a God of abundance. Amen. And come on, if he owns everything and we, uh, we are co-heirs with Christ, do we not have access to all things? Do we not have access to those things? Amen. We have access by faith. Amen. By faith. Everything is by faith. Hallelujah. So listen, stop speaking lack. Stop speaking poverty. Stop saying you can't afford things. Stop saying that you're, you know, that you're never going to be able to afford things. Come on, start thanking God that God, you know what? I thank you, Lord. I may not be able to get that thing today, Lord, but I thank you. I'm going to get it, Lord, because I thank you. I'm, uh, you're blessing me, Father. You're blessing me that I can bless others, Lord. And as you increase me, Father, I thank you that I will purpose in my heart to bless those around me. Amen. Stop speaking lack. Stop having a poverty mentality and thinking that, you know, uh, listen, okay, so most of you guys know my testimony of how I started tithing. Do you know with that testimony, God broke a poverty mentality. I'm telling you from that point forward, something shifted in my perception with finances where I used to think that $300 was a lot. I used to be like, man, that's a lot. I don't know how I'm going to come up with that. Like $300 was nothing. 
It was like nothing. It's like, eh, $300, eh, $1,000. $1,000 is like $100, $100 to me. It's like, it means nothing. I don't look at it as like, oh my God, that's so much. I don't think that way anymore because God broke that poverty mentality. Amen. So with all that being said, please, I'm encouraging you. I'm going to lead you in this prayer of it's a vow of prosperity. And I'm going to run you through all the scriptures, but don't pray this. If you're not serious about it. Okay. If you're not serious about this or you're not ready, don't pray it. Okay. So I'm going to lead this, lead you guys in this prayer right now. So this is the vow of prosperity. We're vowing to be prosperous. Amen. Because our God purchased that for us. So it says this, and this is from my home church. It says, dear Lord, I thank you for your promises of material abundance for my life. You do not will poverty and need any more than you will sickness and sin. I am thankful to know your great salvation, that's Hebrews 2 verse 3, that your great salvation, excuse me, delivers me not only from my sins, but from their consequences and from all the works of the devil, 1 John 3, 8, that have been sent to kill and steal and destroy my heritage, John 10, 10. When you created material abundance in this earth, you demonstrated that you want your children to enjoy it and to utilize it. Repeat after me, Sage. You placed rich treasures here. Genesis 2, verse 9 through 14. Oh, he's not repeating after me. Okay. Not for unbelievers. <laughs> to monopolize but for the prosperity facility and blessing of your children who carry out your will among people thank you lord your word says i shall not lack any good thing Psalms 34, 10. You shall supply all of my need. Whew, hallelujah. Philippians 4, 19. And you wish above all things that I prosper and be in health. Even as my soul prospers. That's 3 John 2. Thank you, Lord. That you have pleasure in the prosperity of your servants. That's Psalm 35, 27. Thank you for your promise to make me plenteous in goods. That's Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 11. I believe that you have commanded your blessing upon me and all that I set my hand to. That's Deuteronomy 28, verse 8. I believe that Christ redeemed me from the curse. Galatians 3, 13 
of poverty and evil and of lack and destitution. I will from this day honor you with, the, with my substance and with the first fruits, not leftovers, of all my increase so that my barns be filled with plenty. That's Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. I know now that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 26. I realize now that riches and wealth are the gift of God. That's Ecclesiastes 5, verse 19. So, so long as I do not love money, 1 Timothy 6.10, or seek to store it up, or trust in riches, that's Mark 10.24 and 1 Timothy 6.17, you will make my way prosperous, and I shall have good success, Joshua 1.8. I will bring my first fruits my first and my best, my tithes and my offering to you for your work as you commanded. That's Malachi 3.10. Come on, we're halfway through this. This is a vow. This is a vow that we're taking. And I shall prove your word by acting upon it. I believe you will open, the he open heaven's windows and pour out blessings and harvest of much more than I bring to you according to your promise. That's Malachi 3.10. I understand that loving is giving and giving is planting and whatever I sow, I shall also reap. Galatians 6.7. I will begin planting, and since you are the God of miracles, I know that even if it requires a material miracle, like multiplying the boy's lunch to feed the multitude, Matthew 14, Mark 6, Luke 9, and John 6, you will do it to guarantee my harvest. My gosh, hallelujah. Whoo, hallelujah. Whoo, if you know those scriptures, that's powerful. Okay, your, your word cannot return to you void. Isaiah 55, 11. And the scriptures cannot be broken. John 10, 35. I now realize... Although there is suffering and poverty around me, this is Satan's work, not yours. You do not will any of these evils more than you will that we live in sin. I am your child. You are my father. I have my roots in divine royalty. That's 2 uh, Corinthians 8, 9. 
Excuse me, 2 Corinthians 6, 16, 1 Peter 2, 9. You were rich for my sake. You became poor. That I, through your poverty, might be rich. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. That means materially, as well as physically, and spiritually. You are my creator and you live in me. I am blessed. I'm a member of your royal family where prosperity is regained. Amen. Hallelujah. And this is from, this is an excerpt from the message that works and this is a book by T.L. Osborne and this is a vow a vow that he says this is an oath of prosperity that he actually put in his book it says this and so I, again if you if you want to vow this only vow it if you're serious amen and it says this I vow never to be poor and indignant again since my father created the wealth of this planet for me to enjoy I vow never to be unable to reach out and lift others in need. God is in me and he is rich. I vow to always appropriate God's best in, in life so that I can enjoy his abundance. And so I can share his abundance with others in need. The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want my cup runs over. That's Psalms 23, 1 through 5. Whoo, hallelujah, hallelujah. That's powerful, you guys. That's powerful. Come on, if you prayed that, amen. Come on, the Lord's going to bless you. He's going to increase you. Allow him to help you be a good steward of his finances, Amen. And um, if you're watching this broadcast, either now or on replay, I want to encourage you. If you do not know the Lord, amen, the Bible says that you're condemned already and you're destitute. And, and listen, it, your life is going to be a struggle, amen. Life is a struggle without Jesus. So I want to tell you guys this. If you don't know the Lord or if you're backslidden, I want to pray this prayer with you, amen. We're going to pray this to pr together. It's a one prayer fits all. So just say this, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you lived and died and rose for me on the third day. I thank you for coming into my heart, for being Lord of my life. I thank you for forgiving me and cleansing me of unrighteousness. Fill me now with your precious Holy Spirit. Give me a burden for the lost. Lead me and teach me in your ways. And I will never be the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, type in the comments, I did. We want to connect with you. We want to send you some ebooks. Amen. 
Um, and so listen, you can either type in the comments I did, or you can just type your email in the comments and we'll send it to you. Welcome home. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen, David. Listen, you guys, man, the Lord is good. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. If this broadcast uh, blessed you and you learn from it, be sure to share it. Hallelujah. Help us to get the word out there. Help us to overcome these stupid Facebook algorithms. Um, and listen, if you want to connect your finances with souls, if you want to sow a seed into this ministry, you guys, ask the Lord if he would have you give. Then be obedient to give on the header of this video. You can give through PayPal, Cash App, or Venmo. Amen. Or you can do text to give. But really quickly, I want to tell you, this Saturday, you guys, we are going to be preaching the gospel. Amen. We're going to be ministering in Hilo. So if you want to connect your finances to souls, now's your opportunity to give. Amen. You can give into this, uh, into this outreach that we're doing this Saturday. Amen. I'm excited, you guys. We're believing God to move mightily. We're believing to bless people. Amen at this outreach and uh, to be able to sow into their lives and bless them. Amen. Bless the community. Hallelujah. So come on, sow yourself, your, connect your finances to souls. And I'm telling you, you there, you can never go wrong when you connect your finances with souls. You can always expect a return on that. Hallelujah. So come on, let's go. Let's go for souls. Hallelujah. At the bottom of the screen. Amen. I put um, our giving information to make it easier for you. Or you can go to the header of the video. So let's go for souls, you guys. Come on, this Saturday. Let's do it. Amen. And uh, tonight, healing school. If you are in the volcano area or on the Hilo side of the even if you're not on the Hilo side of the island, make sure that you get there. New Hope Volcano, 6 o'clock tonight healing school night two let's kick the devil in the teeth amen and let's see the lord do what he is famous for hallelujah <laughs> amen love you guys we'll see you tomorrow share the broadcast love you guys bless you have a great day